Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Dark Transfer Portal Tuesday. I'm George Whitfield rolling with the crew. Clint Sterner down there in the new man cave under construction. Clint, how we living? Come on, baby. It's all good down here, man. Just trying to figure it all out, man. You know what I mean? It's just trying to figure it all out. Do I need two TVs? Do I have echo problems? Is my lighting just right? You know, just the, the, the finer things in life. The answer on the two TVs, I think Trevor will agree. The answer is yes. Really, the question is, you need two. Do we want three? But yes, two, I mean, you know, just for design purposes, field purposes, two game purposes, Get that second. Here's the deal. Here's the deal with is if you're streaming on a single game night, mm-hmm. do you just watch the TV on the left? Because the streams are going, they're going, you know, they're going to oh, be off. It ain't like the, the old hardwired days are over, boys. The I old hardwired you. days are over. I think you you obviously run the game. And then Trev, yes or no, then you probably got your highlights to support, you know. Just the details of everything else, but you got your game. Uh-huh. No, 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 you guys are doing it wrong. You got to get four. My wife's going to hate you. And you, you, you run four games, and the night there's only one. You just you get it on, you know, you put them close together, and you, you know, you got to get somebody smarter than all of us in there to do this for you. <laughs> yep. the yeah, the math only the math only makes sense, Trevor. <laughs> Trevor Knight, prodigal son of the Aggies and and the Sooners. Trevor Knight, how are we doing down there in Dallas? Doing good, man. Just enjoying watching a little ball as we roll up to some really exciting games and uh, spent some good time with family. And good old St. Nicholas came down the chimney at our house. So no complaints, man. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, both of you. This is, for both of you, this is the first Christmas Santa came to visit a youngster. That is kin to you. Am I right? That's right. Yeah, that has to be exciting. Um, I think fairly easy, these first couple, but give it give it three, four years. And the night before, you and Santa will be up late building stuff. So go on and get your little toolbox out and read the little <laughs> cupcake directions carefully. That'll be, <laughs> That'll be coming. Field of 12 After Dark Transfer Portal Tuesday. As coined by our illustrious producer, uh, Trevor Valise. Ladies, he is single. Uh, we'll swing back on that. Uh, <laughs> college football storylines, transfer portal, upcoming bowl games, and a lot of offseason moves. Fellas, the portal is heating up. This is starting to get up there and rival hot stove, like MLB or free agency with the NFL because it has so many impl- uh, implications for so many uh let's go out start with the biggest school on the planet uh the fighting irish possibly it looks like they're getting ready to sign sam hartman rock star from wake forest quarterback all acc how big of a move is this in your opinion clint i'll, I'll roll with you first i think it's huge man i mean if, if this ends up being true i, I believe that this is this is the 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 best move that we've seen from a, from a player's perspective and yeah. from yeah. a a a program's perspective. I think if you look at it from if you look at it from um from Hart, Hartman's perspective, then you, you got to go. Okay, I can go up there. Obviously, it's a no brainer. It's plug and play. You can probably make you a couple million dollars in the process. 
I heard his name associated with two million. I don't know if that's the right number or not, but you got to believe that Notre Dame has it to spend. You go up there, they're going to play good defense, going to play great mm-hmm. defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it, it, you know, you got to feel like he's going to have a chance to end his career winning a national title, which let's all be honest, that wasn't going to happen at Wake Forest. And then you look at Notre Dame, I think, I think you two things. One, you clearly got better at quarterback. Two, you clearly gave yourself a chance to have at least championship aspirations when the season starts. But number three, I think you bought yourself another year to to shape up what I think is the most embarrassing quarterback room in all of college football. Mm. I mean, the fact that Notre Dame doesn't have more options and have and have better quarterback play, deeper deeper quarterback play, may be the biggest disappointment in all of college football when you're talking about just one specific room. That that logo, that university should never have the problems that they're having at quarterback right now. So I think the player and the university, man, this is this may be the best transfer that before we've ever before he's ever taken a snap, not in hindsight, but before a kid's ever taken a snap, this might be the best transfer portal story leading into a season. So let first of all, on me, we missed the toast per hour tradition so i'm just gonna just jump in here and toast right now we're sipping grapes over here in san diego tonight that i'm gonna raise a toast because trevor knight i agree with everything this dude just said it is an incredible mutual move not all moves like this are mutual this is mutual Sam gets the big stage, like he said, finally comes up on Broadway to do his thing. Notre Dame finally gets a pilot who can get this thing, not just off the ground, but through the flight and land this thing because they got five stars walking around that building. It is mutual, but I'm really raising a glass because the second thing he said about the worst quarterback room, like what a disgrace, all the resources, the legacy, the lineage. Every game they play is is in 130-something countries, and we can't get two or three guys that we can hand this baton to with, with faith. God, come on. So, yes, Hartman, now they need to get on the trail. They got a couple of nice commits, but I do raise a glass. I think this is the first time I've toasted to a, a take, but I do raise a glass on Mr. Sterner in the – man cave under construction on that Notre Dame take, sir. I'm, I'm going to hit this high dollar tequila twice for you for that one right there. Gone and gone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Gee, I appreciate that, G. <laughs> hey, Trevor Knight. Before, before you jump in, I do want to make a comment, and I'm going to make a toast that's unrelated, but about this move. I, I think you hit the nail on the head there. To me, though, this move by Sam Hartman it comes off to me like he's in the driver's seat. I think a lot of these guys that are jumping into other opportunities, Spencer Sanders, and I know we'll talk about him in a bit. Um, maybe it appears or people are telling them that he's in the driver's seat, but you know, we kind of actually get into the weeds of it. It's like, okay, well, hopefully the grass is greener. I feel like Sam Hartman was a guy that maybe didn't get recruited. And I need to do my research on his recruitment. Goes to Wake Forest, great program, best opportunity has maximized that opportunity. And then, like you said, in the driver's seat, I'm going to handpick where I'm going to go a great program, a great logo, a great opportunity for me to potentially hoist a trophy, make a lot of money, and go to the next level. I think it checks all the boxes. I think it's, a like, like you guys both said, a fantastic move. Now, my toast of the night is to a young man that, I'll be honest with you, I, I did not know his name. Um, until I started looking into it and looking into it and looking into it. And if you look at his uh, roster picture, you'd be like, who's that guy? You know, he runs the intramural leagues. What what does he do? Brad Roberts, the running back for the Air Force Falcons, is leading the nation right now. This year alone on 345 attempts, which leads the nation, He's rushed for 1,728 yards and 17 touchdowns, had yet another 100-plus yard performance against the Baylor Bears in the bowl game. They have three losses this year. Two of those losses are the only two times that Mr. Roberts didn't eclipse 100 yards. 
1,700 yards in a season, 345 carries. The dude needs a couple massages now that the season's <laughs> over. But for being 5'11", 215, and doesn't look like he's got an ounce of athletic ability, Mr. Brad Roberts of the Air Force Falcons. He's got Come my on. team. Come Indeed. on. Clint, I'm going to swing this back to you, and then I'm going I'm to follow you up on this Notre Dame piece, but I do want to get your your toast, sir. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an easy one for me, man. We've been talking about it on radio for a while, but we're, you know, we're, uh, I mean, we're a couple of days away from the game actually happening, uh, and, and I'm watching tonight, and I, I didn't know how to feel when I first saw that Grayson McCall had entered the transfer portal. That's a Coastal Carolina quarterback for all our listeners out there, if you didn't know, but he had entered the transfer portal. He is in the transfer portal, but uh, was going to play tonight. And when I first heard that, I thought, man, what are we doing? Like, like you're going to bounce on us, and now you want to you stay with us? But the more I thought about it, it was like, you know what? You started with these cats, finished the season, see it mm. all the way through. Mm. Um, they got a long way to go. It's 45 to 21 right now. They're losing to East Carolina and nine minutes left in the ballgame. But see it through. And uh, before you transfer, also bad news, he goes out there and, and takes him, hurt. You know, dives into the end zone, looks like he got hurt. He's on the sideline walking around now. But for me, George, is and, and I, I just – I hate the way that – and we, we've all done it. Everybody on here has done it. All, all, the, all of our field of 12 talking heads have done it. Uh, and it's a popular thing to do in, in college football talk right now is, like, almost everybody checks up when a guy – bows out of a bowl game and says, well, he's not accountable to his players, well, but to his teammates. No, I mean, you can, you can not see things through and not be accountable, but also make a smart business decision, right? I mean, I just want to take this time to put my glass in the air for the guys that decide they are going to play. Bryce Young is going to play. Will Anderson is going to play. I don't, I don't like to, to hesitate to give them props for being accountable, seeing it through, being a good teammate, for all those things mattering in fear of stepping on somebody else's toes that bowed out of a ball game. So, so Grayson McCall, Bryce Young, Will Anderson, um, damn, what's my man? Chris, uh, what was my man? Uh, the running back at K State, my mind, Vaughn, Deuce Vaughn. Mm -hmm. Hey, man, this mm -hmm. is for you guys that are going to see these things through. Mm -hmm. I like it. I respect that. That, that is a new twist. I'm out. Doesn't have to be personal. Yeah, and if he's if he's connected strong enough to that locker room, which sounds like it is, and they probably get it, fellas. I have a chance. I got one more to go. You know, try like we did all here. I got one more, and I'm gonna give another guy a chance to run this thing. If you do it the right way, uh, I'm with you, Clint. My my toast. You know, we do a lot of players. I'm gonna go with a coach, and this guy got a chance to come back to his alma mater a couple years ago. He played quarterback there. Is in the Pac-12. He got them to a 10-win season this year, which seems unreal. They only lost to USC by, by a touchdown or within a touchdown. Finishes the season out strong. Then turns around and gets one of the biggest recruits in the portal this year. And DJ Uwe uh DJ U. Uh, Jonathan Smith, Oregon State. That's how you finish and capitalize on a 10-win season, they just, they're going to cut the bow on a brand new stadium. And what does he do? Get on the ground, battle the other Giants, and get yourself, for your program, a cornerstone type of player. And I believe he will figure it out. I believe he has a plan and development plan for DJ. We're going to go into that next. But to Jonathan Smith, Oregon State, that's how you capitalize on your good work, sir. To the Beavers. Oh, look it, look it. That's some good stuff right there, Clint. Come on, baby, come on. That's for DJU and them Beavers now. <laughs> so let's go into it. What was your initial thoughts, Trev? I'll start with you. First of all, I don't think any of us were surprised at all that it took that turn. He's coming out of Clemson. Clemson doesn't lose a whole lot of big dogs now. They always get guys trying to climb up on the ship. But you don't hear a whole lot of Clemson guys coming off of it. He already went through his struggles last year. Didn't seem like he tightened up things this year. Like, obviously, like we're not surprised. But when you looked across the landscape, where did you think he was going to go, Trevor? 
And then how big of a deal is it that Oregon State gets him? You know, I, I, um, I even use it as an example a couple of times talking about different topics, but I thought he was headed to UCLA and it, and it seemed like a no brainer to me. Um, even though they're opposite sides of the country, UCLA and Clemson to me just culturally, and that may not be the right word, but they, they feel the same. Vibe, they feel like yeah. they've got a lot of the same, the same things going on internally, right? Um, it's somewhat of a linear move, especially with what Chip has been able to build over the last couple of seasons. When I heard the news that he was going to Oregon State, the only thing I could think of is, man, they did a hell of a job recruiting because mm-hmm. that is a very different state, city, um, uh, background, type of ball, all of those things. And you know what? Tip of the cap, not only to the Oregon State staff, but also to DJ for really leaning in and going to the place that he felt like was best for him. And you just mentioned the accolades, George, and your toast. That's a phenomenal program that he's stepping in and could potentially, you know, find himself as the general on a squad that's going to make some serious moves and, and cause some serious waves this next season. Clint, I'm a, I'm a pass this baton to you right from what Trevor was saying. What a mature play by DJ. You've only ever known the stage and the white hot lights. So what is what do kids like him normally do? You know what? I'll go over here to Auburn. Who else? I'll go over here and see what Oklahoma's talking about. I'll just go find another big, massive stage. It's kind of off-Broadway, even though these guys have been doing real work. It's kind of a little bit off the main freeway to go to Oregon State, quietly get in there and cut your teeth on how to really lead, how to really drive a team on six, seven, eight scoring drives, how to close a game out, how to come from behind. I'll go over here with these guys who are, look, it's a startup. Let's just be honest. Oregon State is a startup. Yeah. And he could have ventured so many other places and messed around and found himself with more scrutiny, but he goes over there. To me, he's already thinking, I already kind of like his mindset just in the move itself. How, how do you see it? Yeah, well, first of all, I mean, before we settle on Oregon State, I just think it's a huge opportunity for DJU. I mean, it clearly he needed a – and this this gets thrown around way too often, so ultimately ends up getting minimized. But when you got a talent like that, you watch that kid play. He, I mean, he is as gifted as anybody out there. And and I know us three could probably find a couple of more guys that are that are better here, better there, yada, yada, yada. But y'all get my point. This guy's – he's his, his golf bag is full of – I mean – uh, sand wedge to 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 driver my man's got it right um he's a, a reset a change of scenery and and changing coast ultimately could be could be all it takes forget about whether it's a great fit or what the scheme is or what you know just the, the change of scenery could be all that he needs but then when you you look at what he ended up choosing look i i think as a quarterback i i mean I'm not one of these guys. I feel like I had some success. I feel like I made a little bit of money playing the position, but I didn't. I know I didn't hang the damn moon. I'll be the first one to tell you that there's there's a lot of these offenses today I could have never played in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what I think DJU did the best job of was he went somewhere. They're going to play good defense. Mm-hmm. They're going to be able to run the football. Um, I, I don't know a whole hell hell of a lot about. Uh, Lindgren, their offensive coordinator, and and with their their lack of quarterback play, their their lack of being able to spin the ball around the park may have been him, may have been the quarterbacks. I don't know who the hell it was, but going to a program where you're in a lesser conference, um, you know they're they're riding a big wave of momentum, getting ten Ws, and you're going to get some help as an offense as as the quarterback. I, I think is absolutely huge. Go in there. And and really, the expectations from within aren't going to be to live up to Deshaun Watson, live up to Trevor Lawrence. Really, you can go in there. Who was the last? Who was the last really good Oregon State quarterback? Canyon played a couple years in the league, but Canyon wasn't that it? Manion, Canfield. So I mean, he can go in there and just relax and do DJU instead of trying to be somebody else. So I think it was a great business decision. I think it was a great football decision. Um, and so, yeah, hats off to him, man. Like a salt of the earth 
Trev, it's a salt of the earth call. Because to, to, to Clint's point, if you go to an Auburn, that locker room's going to look at you like, okay, we you came out of high school five-plus stars, turn the lights on here. It, like, you're going to be held to your hype walking into an Auburn. You'd be held to your hype walking into an A&M. Like, it, like, we haven't said this enough, but what my man did down there at South Carolina this year from Oklahoma. Um, Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler went in, answered it, played well, knocked out Tennessee, found himself a home. He got held to his hype coming in there. Mm-hmm. For DJ, he'll be valued. Walk in Oregon State, just in the building. Fuck, glad you're here. Hey, glad. Hey, you thought about us. We th- like they got, they're going to have his back. I just feel like th- they haven't had this type of buzz at Oregon State. It only makes sense that you come, you join us. There's some more bricks to add. Yeah. Put your gloves on, add some bricks. I don't feel like he'll be held up to that 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 type of bar, Clint. Yeah, no, I, look, I agree with you, man. I mean, this team won 10 ball games with Chance Nolan and, and Ben Gulbrinson or something. I mean, guys were playing because, hey, which one of y'all will not turn the damn football over right. ultimately, right? Just don't, just don't, our own quarterback can't beat us. Like, I know that's coach speak, but that's ultimately what the hell that's was right. going on at Oregon. So you plug DJU into it. Again, they're going to play good defense. They've got, they got a thousand yard rusher coming back and two 500 yard rushers coming back. I mean, that are freshmen and sophomores, by the way. So, I mean, you, you just, I just think it's such a, a, a well thought out plan. I, I think the only, like I said a while ago, George, I don't mean to beat the dead horse, be repetitive, but. The only roll of the dice here for me is is the offensive coordinator, um, and and only because I don't know, only because what we watched this year, if they could have just generated any pass game in in, in a handful of games, they would have even won more. So right. you know, you wonder what that's going to look like, but but damn, it, it seems like it it seems like a damn good fit. A lot of these quarterbacks are making good decisions this year. It seems like. Yeah, I, I'll say this: this is this is kind of what was popping into my head as you guys were talking. I've heard that DJ is an extremely high-character guy. The way that he managed this year with, with, um, with the quarterback room there at Clemson, I've, I've been told he's done it with class and he kept his, his chin up. And that's the kind of guy I want in my locker room. So great for Oregon State inheriting that. Like you said, George, they're going to welcome him in and be very appreciative of that. But m- the more I think about it, I feel like DJ – as sound of a mind that he has, he's got to have good counsel, whether it's his parents or an agent or, or whoever he's listening to. And Clint, to your point, I think a couple of these guys must have really good counsel that are helping them make these very tough decisions. Cause you see it sometimes the guy's got a little bit of success. He's jumping into a dumpster fire because the QB situation is good, but he's looked at to try and resurrect and it's just not great for his Mm -hmm. career. This is, again, another, like you said, not to beat it over the head, but a great program that he can step yeah. in and be an asset to. Trev, there's, there's two things, though, guys, that, that, I, that, that have to happen here. Um, DJU has to, to, to go in, and don't focus on this, but he's, he can't turn the football over like he was turning the football over at Clemson. Like, you, like there, there's a reason why having that skill set failed at Clemson and it wasn't because he didn't have a good support group it wasn't it was I mean he 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 had some unbelievably careless turnovers followed up by unbelievable plays and then a careless turnover then a bad half of like you just can't be I don't care how much somebody likes a kid or how, mm-hmm. how high somebody's ceiling is you cannot turn the football over carelessly recklessly and 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 win ball games you he proved you couldn't do it at Clemson you damn sure can't do it at Oregon State, and so mm-hmm. he's got to get that right, man. Because there, there's two guys that are that are, are underclassmen that are going to be on the bench. The two guys this year that are going to be chomping at the bit, saying, "Coach, I won't turn it over." The Goldbrinson kid showed. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but he showed. He turned it over five times in nine games. He's not. He's not going to turn the football over. He's got to get that right, man. He's got to get that right. And the other thing, DJU. I, I don't care what anybody says. Like. Doesn't matter how talented you are, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much money you're making in NIL today. Like you got to go in there and take ownership, man. 
Like you, you can't like it's got to matter. I heard the damn Houston Texans quarterback the other day. He was in a in a damn meeting with the with the uh, with the media with all of us talking about how great he thinks the two quarterback system is that with the Houston Texans with him and Jeff Driscoll, who's a third was on the damn practice squad to start the season. I could never. Right, right, but that's my point though, right? And you remember that incident with DJU a couple couple years ago? Maybe it got blown out of portion. Maybe it didn't. Uh, go ahead, go. Ahead. My right. point go is ahead. simple. You got to go in there and let them dudes know. I, I'm glad y'all came to practice with me today. Good for y'all to be here. I'm cool with all y'all. Y'all are my buddies, but this is my motherfucking team, and I'm glad y'all are on the practice field with me today. Yep. Every day. It, it can't be, man, this is a good dude over You know, if I get benched, man, this old boy right here, he's going to go out there and kick that ass. Right. He, he's got he to set the standard from jump. If not, the first three interception ball game, the first loss to a, a team you shouldn't lose to, it's yep. going to be the same shit that was going on at Clemson at Oregon State. Yep. And let's be honest, Oregon State without him was a tweener top 20 team, yes or no, Hell coming yeah. into next year. So they're in now. Oregon State, are they now top four in the Pac-12? When we, when we pull the curtain back, in September, look at the Pac-12 currently. Bo Nix is back at Oregon. You got William Wallace down there at the Trojans. I don't know what UCLA is going to do. with the. They got the number one quarterback, but he's only 18 years old. Will he, will he not? Who knows? Look around this league. Mike Penix is back at Washington. Is Oregon State a top four program? They're, they're right there in the thick of things in the oh, Pac-12. Oh, Colorado, Coach Prime. Is out here fishing like he's in a trout competition. He's hey. yanking guys in left and right. Hey. And his hey, Brian, son is one of the best. Brian got his own stock pond in the backyard. Hell, Trevor probably been there. They live, they live out, out right next to each other. Yeah. This guy is out here with Shadour Sanders. But still, Oregon State, again, and Clint, I'm going to go back to what you said, a mutual, a mutual play. They, they, you wouldn't expect it from them. You'd expect yeah. it from an Oregon or somebody like that to play on, but you wouldn't expect it from them. Best case scenario next year, Trevor, with DJU and Oregon State. What is success for them? What would be, what would be success? I, I think I, I can foresee another 10-win season out of Oregon State, and that's with – I remember beginning of the season, I thought Pac-12 was way down. I thought it was going to be USC and the rest of them. Bo Nix rose to the occasion. Cam Rising in Utah kind of always kind of been up there, but really rose to the occasion. Michael Penix, UCLA. I mean, the list goes on. Um, and Oregon State still got it done. Mm -hmm. There will be more hype out west going into this next season. But mm -hmm. I think quietly, very quietly, they're going to go to work. And they're going to go to work and they're going to go to work and they're going to have another 10-win season. I think that's success. Do I think they're going to win the Pac-12? No, there's some heavyweights out there now, I would say. But uh, but I think they're going to be in the thick of things into November for sure. What, George, look, Georgia, if they're just in the conversation with USC, Utah, and Oregon, if they're just in the conversation with those guys, I mean, that's that is a huge, huge win. I mean, I think I think Oregon State is is very similar to in Arkansas where I can relative to the SEC. Yep. Your your goal should be eight wins a season. You get nine or ten, you get nine in a regular season, then get a 10 in a bowl game. Shit. Hey, I mean, you you ought to you ought to be uh putting dudes in a ring of honor. I mean, it, it, at the end of the day. I mean, so <laughs> yeah, no, look, and, and then you put yourself in position to be a nine or ten win football team, and then you get a guy like like DJU transfer in. And and I don't I haven't studied Oregon State so I don't know what all they have returning other than the running backs I know they lose a couple of senior receivers they got some young guys that played really well but you know you they position themselves to with the right guy plugged in to go win ten or eleven to possibly sneak into the Pac twelve championship and nowadays you sneak into the Pac twelve championship you're probably gonna have an outside shot if not a legit shot at the at the uh, at the big boy at the college ball playoffs so. Look, just be in the conversation, and and you and you've had a one hell of a season in, with those with those top four or five Pac twelve programs.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, so DJU made a made his move. I, I thought it was just a salt of the earth move. And then Oregon State r- jumping up there. Who knows how many schools they had to beat out that he's flying from South Carolina out west. They get it done. They got their their alpha. Really, their their alpha being remade. And I'm excited to see it. You want to see these guys win. A Big Ten team. Big Ten's been kind of quiet in the portal. Not a whole lot of rock star quarterbacks leaving, not starters, and not a whole lot of spots that they can go to to kind of fill. Purdue has one, and they have one because they lost arguably the second or third best quarterback in the Big Ten due to graduation. Uh, Purdue signs uh, Longhorn quarterback Hudson Card. Card got down there, battled, played well when he got his opportunities, but he had – um Quinn Ewers to deal with and then he's got you know the second coming Archie Manning will be there what here in two weeks and if you want your opportunity to play we've talked about that this is what the portal is for you're going to get snowed under stand down there it goes up to Purdue Purdue has made some nice moves some quiet moves um as of late first they signed Ryan Walters defensive coordinator at Illinois Illinois for those of you who don't know They've had eight or nine games this season where they've held opponents under 14 points. Ryan Walters takes half of Illinois staff with him. Now they sit themselves up over there at Purdue, and then they pull in Hudson Card. What are your initial thoughts? I'm going to go down to you first, Clint. You're, you know, obviously tracking those guys pretty close down at the Longhorns, just like Trevor. What are your initial thoughts of Hudson Card coming in there and leading the Boilermakers, and you know what brand of football they play. I'd be curious to see if they change that brand, but they've switched head coaches and have still kept that kind of air raid brand. Will Purdue be well positioned to go toe-to-toe with these Giants in the Big Ten now? I mean, look, I'm not ever – again, Purdue's another, to me, another Arkansas, another uh, Oregon Oregon State. State. I'm not ever going to sit here and go, yeah, they're going to be ready to go toe-to-toe with Michigan and Ohio State or, or, you know, the the big boys. You know, I I mean, do they have a chance if the stars align for them? Hell yeah. Should they go in there and compete their ass off? And if if those teams make mistakes, then have a chance to win ball games? Then, then yeah, I mean, I'm not afraid to to go go out on that limb, if you will. Um, But – the, to me, this is – I love the way that you you couch the, the Hudson card move because that is exactly what the transfer portal is for. There's no reason to sit down there in Austin, Texas and get Trevor Valiste, if you know what I mean. I love – you said Snowdy, and I absolutely love that. <laughs> um, but but there's – you know, you, you bounce out there. By the way, Graham Harrell is is the OC out there at, at Purdue. That That's that's who oh. uh, Walters took with him or, or, or picked up. There it is. So they're definitely going to be air raid. They're definitely going to spin it around the park. I don't know, you know, how the transition is going to be from from Austin to um, to Purdue in terms of systems. Um, I don't know how much crossover Sark has. I know he's not an air raid guy, but but everything has some crossover nowadays. So I don't know how that's going to land. But I, I read an article earlier, guys. Well, let me put it to you this way: I like Hudson Card. I think Hudson Card is a is a new age pocket passing quarterback. He can make all the throws from the pocket and he's athletic enough to extend plays. He's not going to win ball games with his legs, but he's athletic enough to make one or two guys miss and extend a play and go make a throw. I like Hudson Carter. I think he's got a high side in college football. But when I, when I read, I read an article a little earlier guys, and, and it was a defensive minded head coach in, in Walters. What's his first name again? Ryan. Ryan. Ryan Walters. How the hell did I forget that one? Ryan Walters. The and there was a paragraph, guys. I mean, I mean, we're talking five, six, seven sentences worth of 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 the head coach, defensive minded head coach, explaining like, hey, I ain't your typical defensive minded head coach. 
I know as a he, he was in quotes too. This wasn't no opinion piece. These were quotes. He said, as a defensive coordinator, I know what I don't like. Vertical teams that'll take chances, you know, strike vertically, teams that are going to be creative pre-snap and show me different looks and all these get exotic and creative. He said, I'm not going, I don't want my offense to sit back and be predictable and, and, and run oriented. I want them to be aggressive and do the same thing to defensive coordinators that I hate being done to me. That right there meant the world to me. I believe you got an air raid OC, Hudson Card can play the game, and you got a defensive minded head coach that's going to let them let them let that thing loose. There's a chance Purdue could could not skip a beat with the success they had last year. Agreed. There, I, I think Hudson Card has all the tools that that he needs to have to be successful at a place like Purdue. Let's not forget Hudson Card is a Lake Travis Cavalier, same high school as Baker Mayfield and some other big names that have come there in the Austin area. There's so much pressure there, not only to win state titles in high school, but to go right down Highway 71 to Austin. Uh, Garrett Gilbert did it, you know, came in for Colt McCoy, didn't work out there, went and had a great career at SMU, and then he played a couple years in, in, the, in the No Fun League. I think this is a similar situation where he had so much pressure to go to Texas. It didn't matter if he fit the system. It didn't matter if he liked it. It was just what he felt like he should do now with Graham Harrell out there, the air raid system that he ran in high school. I think it's a really good fit. And similar to some of these other guys that we've talked about, an opportunity for him to kind of pick up his own pieces, dust off a little of that dirt, the confidence dirt, you know what I'm talking about, and puff his chest back out and go and play in one of the best conferences in college football. I think he's going to be successful in that offense. Hey, the one thing, G, the one thing that that I that I want to encourage folks not to do is to is to judge Hudson Card based off of what what happened the year, uh, really the year that him and Casey, I guess it was Casey Thompson went back and forth, yeah. and, the, and then this past year was backing up Quinn Ewers. I stood on the sideline and watched that Texas team. That was a shit show. I mean, that that like at that I stood, they, they played Arkansas in Fayetteville, Arkansas absolutely skull drug them. And and I'm sitting there thinking, hell, I'm an Arkansas fan. I ought to be taking take. I ought to be carrying around a bottle of this. You know what I mean? But I'm sitting there going, I'm sitting there going, you got to be kidding me. Like these do, they have B. John Robinson, best quarterback, and this is this is Texas. Oh, and that this was is what Texas turned into. That was fifty something seventeen, wasn't it? Oh, it was, and it was four quarters worth. G. It was, and I'm talking about Hudson Cards back there. And you can forget about get you know getting the snap and dropping back. And hey, my right tackle. Is struggling. Let me slide up in the pocket. No, he'd slide up, and then somebody's coming from here. Boom! And all of a sudden, it was just one of them. It, it was. It was just. My my point is just to be fair. I don't know if Hudson Card's going to be worth a damn. I think he is, but don't watch what happened at Texas and go. Ah, uh, that that's the same kid. That that no. That that would be unfair. That was a quarterback's nightmare that I stood on the sideline. And then on top of that, dude's quitting. I mean, it it was it was bad, man. The the. Our producer, our esteemed producer, Trevor Valise, just said that score was 43-21, and Texas didn't score until the fourth quarter. Come on, man. And that's wow. how you get ready to come into Jurassic Park? <laughs> Purdue. <laughs> Purdue. Ryan Walters. Sign. Hudson Card. They got a guy to trigger this thing up for him. Now, let's, let's take a look here. We're going to play GM and matchmaker. Four, four big quarterbacks that are still out there in the portal looking for a home. And there's way more schools and that actually need it than that. The percentages, for those of you that don't know, over 1,300 college football players are in the portal. Only 21% have found a home. And chances are a large majority of them will go without a home in Power 5, which will push a lot of these guys down into Group of 5. It's just the the cold dynamics of how this is working or the poor decision-making that I, I think a good number of these kids are, are displaying. Here we go. Spencer Sanders, rock star quarterback out of Oklahoma State. A lot of records there. He's led them to a couple Big 12 championship games. He's in the portal. Grayson McCall, Coastal Carolina. Brandon Armstrong, UVA. And Luke Altmyer, youngster out of Ole Miss, he's a backup. The other three have been starters. 
Let's start with Spencer Sanders. Fellas, just off the top of my head, here are seven programs who preseason have some kind of expectation. Like some of them have had national championship expectations. Most of them at least should be talking conference championship who need quarterbacks, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Auburn, UCLA, Alabama, when Bryce rolls out, depending on what they do, Texas A&M, whether they stay with the youngster, they got a freshman that, that just cut his teeth this year and quietly. And I don't even know if we mentioned them at all this year, which says a lot, Michigan state two years ago, they were the, they were the bell cow this year. They're on the back of a milk carton. Michigan State, all these guys need a frontline quarterback. Wisconsin, Nebraska, Auburn are all under new management. Wisconsin, Nebraska, Auburn, Fickle, Matt Rule, and your guy from Liberty, um, Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze. So if we just play ball with these seven schools, which one for us, if we're trying to set him up for success, makes the most sense for Spencer Sanders. Um, Clint, I'll go with you. Auburn. Auburn. I, I, I'll, I'll ride Auburn. You you watch Spencer Sanders play. I, I, I think he's – I think he's – and don't get too too deep into the comp, but I think he's got some abilities like like Malik Willis in, in a sense of being able to make yes. all the throws and being able to yes. move around a little bit. He'll, he, he's physical, can take some hits. Um, you, you look at – I think you freeze having, having had success like – unbelievable amounts of success in a short period of time at Ole Miss in the SEC West. You got to feel like he's got, he's, he's going to have more of an opportunity at Auburn to have more success. Um, you know, I, I also, I also think you, you look at, at what he did at Liberty. If you, if, if, if the old, the last trip to Ole Miss wasn't enough, he's, I think you freeze is a guy that love him or hate him. If you can just keep him, if you can keep him off the phone with, with the uh, call girls, he, he always does. He does more with less. He everywhere he's been, he's done more with less. That <laughs> got you a little bit, didn't it, G? I mean, it's a problem now. That's a problem. Y'all know the most powerful thing in the world now. I'm telling you, untied, undefeated now. Yeah, um, indeed, indeed. You know, and 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 you you get back in that power five and that big D one, and you get that ego stroked again. Now you got got to look out. But but look, I think. I, I honestly think he's always done more with less. Even his Arkansas State days, he's done more with less. And that's rare, fellas. It's hard as hell, and it's rare. And I'll argue he's done it at three different universities over the last, I don't know, 15 years, 10, 12 years, whatever it's been. Um, I, I like I like Spencer. I like Spencer Sanders at uh, at Auburn. Trevor? I, I agree there. I don't know if, uh, if Spencer deserves Auburn and Hugh Freeze for all the things that you just said. I I, this one still makes me scratch my head. I, and I said this on our last show, and I had a bunch of folks follow up and say, well, we're done with him. He's done with us. He's capped out at Oklahoma State. He can't do more. I, I disagree with that. Oklahoma State's a great place to win a lot of football games, and you didn't host, hoist a trophy, so you still got some meat on that bone. Um, Why did he leave anyway? If you, I, don't, I get the portal. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I want to hear what you have to say, but – what I don't understand is we see all these guys, the guys that we've been talking about at the beginning of the show, they, they had direction. They had a relationship, whether whether they called up to the school that they wanted to go to and it was a mutual fit or vice versa. That all happened so quick. And so Spencer Sanders is like, screw this place. I'm out. But it's like he didn't do his homework and he didn't right. and, and he didn't and he didn't decide what he wanted to do prior to. And now maybe he's calling up Hugh Freeze or vice versa. And they're like, hey, maybe we can get this thing figured out. But I just don't know if there's really good conversation. Like, I don't think that the reason it's taking so long is because he's being methodical about it. I think he's struggling through this process. And yeah, um, just he will land head. somewhere. We'll see him on a field this year somewhere. I know that. He's talented enough. I, I just don't think this one – uh, was as well thought out as some of the ones we've discussed. But break it down to me, either one of you, both of you. You're a three-year starter. You're an all-conference player. And you're not just along for the ride. You're driving the thing. Great success. A three-year starter? You're still the starter, and you're healthy. And now you want to leave in your last year. 
and you are in power five. Grayson McCall, I get it. I get it. You did everything down there. Now you have a chance to come up. Sam Hartman, you did everything down there. You have a chance to come up to a bigger stage. Oklahoma State, it may not be a blue blood, but people know who Oklahoma State is. You don't need to find them on a map. What what is it? Why would you leave a, a seemingly successful marriage? What are you looking for? George, let me correct you real quick. He's a four-year starter. He's played four seasons there. Four winning seasons. Four winning seasons. And they put the ball in your hand. They let you put it in the air. They let you. And it wasn't like you were, it wasn't like you were at the top of your game and you've just always been there. He's gotten better. He's developed in that offense. I remember a couple years ago, shoot, last year, we were like, what Spencer Sanders are we going to get? Is he going to throw five picks or five touchdowns? The inconsistency. This finally was his year where like, okay, he's in the conversation with some of these big dogs because he's taking care of the football. He's making plays with his feet. He's spreading the ball around and making all the throws. And now you're like, you finally got him to the point where he's a legitimate player, you know, from the quarterback standpoint. And he jumped shit. I just, it makes me scratch my head. Total speculation, guys. Total speculation. Don't know a soul in Stillwater. But being a hot-headed player back in the day, four years, four seasons is a long time to be with one head coach, offensive-minded head coach, very volatile. I don't mean that as negative as that sounds, but yeah. you know what I mean. Intense, Just with his, intense, in, Yeah, intense is a better word. Um, head coach. It wouldn't shock me if there wasn't some kind of falling out from either party of the way this season went. They were national championship, college football playoff, you know, hopes. They were undefeated, and all of a sudden when they failed, boy, they fell hard. Number one, four years is a long time. Um, I tried two years with with Houston Nutt, and him and I about went to blows two or three times. Love him to death. Love him to death. Great dude, great coach. And it's it's my fault. I was very difficult to, to deal with. Uh, I know y'all find that hard to believe, but I was very difficult to deal with. Um, but but I, I just – it could be that, number two. I know a major issue in college football today with this NIL is older players being underpaid relative to the freshmen and the sophomores that have come into programs under the NIL. And, and – very well could be, hey, man, I've been a four-year starter. Hey, man, I, I, I mean, I've, I've won games consistently here. How are these two cats below me making more money? How but come? Who's paying? The school, are you saying the school is paying them or the collective? I'm, I'm just talking from an NIL perspective, the, the, the collectives and things of that nature. The, the, right, the right, programs right. control a big chunk of that. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm completely speculating. I'm just thinking if I were in those – if I were in his shoes – and, and had started for four years, it would have to be something where me and a coach just can't go – we can't move forward. Like, I got one year left. I want to go see if I can make it work somewhere else. They're seven and five this year. Good God, I didn't know they, I didn't know they fell off that damn hard. Seven and five this year. I'm going to go make it work something else. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of this guy where we've, we've, we've got to the end of our relationship yeah, or they've disrespected me from a money perspective that I got to bounce. I don't, just, don't, don't get it twisted. Stillwater probably ain't the funnest place to spend four years in great college town. But when you, when you're going and getting your 12 pack at the Piggly Wiggly and, and just passing through <laughs> two stoplights any given day, that can get old when all these guys are running around, you know, these big cities <laughs> sipping, on a, sipping on, it's different. Not a rousing marketing play we just gave Oklahoma State, but I'm sure there are those who love it. Hey, G, yes, G, sir. you know, you know how when them, when you got them boys throwing that rock when you're working them QBs, you got to get that elbow. At some point, you got to get that elbow up, right? Yeah. When you're pouring that Clase Azul in that glass, when you're doing a field of twelve after dark with the fellas, you mm. got to get that elbow. I just want to yeah, let y'all know that's what good. I was. I, said, I just want to let y'all know. <laughs> Yeah, good, good. Yeah, yeah. Hey, level Foster shoulders, elbow up, baby. <laughs> yes, oh, yeah. God, you guys are something else, man. <laughs> I do like it. Well, I do hope uh, Spencer lands. Okay, so, Clint, you answered for me a lot of the why would you ease on out. But, Trevor, you also brought up a great point. Fail to plan, right? 
plan to fail. You, you got to have some sort of landing, some sort of coordinates, some dialogue somewhere almost beforehand. You can't just go to the computer, punch your name in, tell them guys this, and then like, where do I fit best? Who would work with my skill set best? What league would I best fit in? Am I a Jurassic Park type of a dude? Hell, my best place might be Florida Atlantic. That's where Tom Herman is, former Texas Longhorn coach, great success at Houston. He had De'Eric King, and they won all those games down there. You know, if he made a, a kind of a salt-of-the-earth move like DJ did, theoretically kind of coming out of the spotlight, I'm not going to call it a, a down move, but it's, it's certainly out of the light could bode well for him next quarterback i want to ask you guys about grayson mccall now to me it it reads a lot of sam hartman Mm -hmm. a a a trigger man a decision maker an alpha tip of the spear a guy that all the opposing defensive meetings start with him fellows this is their signal caller this is the pilot this is the head of the snake he did all he could at, at coastal carolina we watched him Great success. He'll be in their ring of honor. Clint. 28 and three as a starter. Dude. How about that? A Ooh. winner. So let's just rattle off the schools. In our opinion, that could be in the market. Wisconsin, Nebraska, Auburn, UCLA, potentially Alabama, potentially Texas A&M, Michigan State. If you're Grayson McCall, if you're on the call with Grayson McCall and he says, guide me, Trevor. Which of these schools would you encourage him to look at, or is there another one outside this group? Yeah, you know, I think there's a couple different landing spots for, for Grayson McCall. This is a kid um, similar to Sam Hartman who, who is capped out where he is, and he is going to make a leap up and get to show his talent amongst the nation's best. And, and I'm so excited to watch it. A guy like that that you're like, man, I, just, I fell through the recruiting cracks or maybe I've developed over the last couple of years in just a, a hockey stick type way. Super, super great. Um, he Wherever he lands, they're going to be lucky to have him. And I think that he will, he will shine. Um, I think Auburn's a good fit here. I think Auburn would be a great fit with Hugh Freeze. Um, and then I also think, and, and now we got it listed on a rundown of Florida. Um, yep. I'm man. just going to, I'm going to pause you there. Cause you just took it right where I was going. Trevor uh, just said, Florida has emerged as the leader. Did not even think about the Gators as being in the market. I thought they already had our guy from Wisconsin. No. Graham Mertz. Yes, they do. So, oh, and, yeah. and good for Florida. Go get the best guys you can find. Throw them in there and find out which one's the best. Your job is to acquire talent. Uh, Grayson McCall. Trevor, now, does that change anything? The Gators getting possibly McCall and Graham Ertz. Between the two of them, can they get back in the top 10, which is that's really all you need to get in next year's playoff? Or is that even right? Are we in the 12 next year? We have one more year, don't we? It's one more year, yep. Well, can they get in the top 10 with these two or the I, winner? I, again, of I don't two? know if I'm Grayson McCall, though. I don't know if I'm jumping into that. Um, I'm going to go somewhere where I know I can play. And so I think, again, Auburn would be a good choice. And then we still have UCLA out there. Chip Kelly now. Chip yeah. Kelly, what he's built out there. Now, I don't yeah. know culturally enough about Grayson McCall to know if that would be a great fit going out to the West Coast. Um, all the way from the East Coast. But, man, UCLA is a place where you can step into a coaching staff that's now built some culture, built a foundation, got a big name, offensive-minded head coach, and and truly be successful. Clint? I I, I think we're – I think if we we read between the lines here, I like – I know you've tiptoed around it a little bit, but I like Alabama. And, hell, I'm not sure Georgia's not in the transfer portal of – possibilities um i i think i think this i think grayson mccall to one of those two schools makes more sense than any of the others i mean why well all all the schools that all the schools that we're mentioning other than those two why would he not be there now why would he not have been there a month ago why is he playing another game at, at coastal carolina and i understand he wants to see it through whatever but look if i'm matt rule at nebraska or if i'm luke fickle at wisconsin or 
all of those, you freeze at Auburn. Get your ass down here, and let's blow up the fact that a 28-3 and quarterback just transferred down here. All the things you said, George, alpha, yada, 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 and let everybody know we got our dude, right? Yep, and yep. if I'm Grayson McCall, I'm not transferring somewhere to compete with a dude that would flopped at Wisconsin. Like, you got to give me more than that. I'm coming in. I'm going to get paid. And and I'm the dude. You get the hell out of the way and let me take this program over. I, I just think that all the signs point towards – I think he's the kind of guy that Nick Saban and Kirby Smart would love to have in their yeah. organization. Yeah. And, and um, I, think, I think there's a good chance that one of those two could emerge as the front runner. They're still playing. They don't need him there right now. Hey, stay and do your thing with the – rather you not get hurt. But stay and do your thing with the with the bowl game, and when we get this college ball playoffs wrapped up, come on through. Yeah, great thought. And they'll find both those programs, and quietly, Ohio State, CJ Stroud. Yeah. Them wings are going to sprout here another couple weeks, a month. He's going to roll. Uh, so, George, did I see? Did I see? Did I hear it right earlier? That he's got a does he really have an 80, 80 something percent completion percentage this year? Stroud? No, no, no. Just Grayson McCall. Grayson did. McCall. We'll go through our esteemed producer, Trevor Valise. He'll find that for us. Couple other quick footnotes, fellas. Zach Arnett has officially been named new head coach at Mississippi State, replacing his mentor, uh, Coach Leach. Jim Leonard is still the biggest free agent head coaching candidate out there on the market. Drake May uh, has denied Coach Narduzzi's $5 million rumors. We we kind of tweeted about that, or I tweeted about that with, with us, that Coach Narduzzi said that there were programs offering Drake May $5 million to transfer, which to me made all the sense in the world. May says that never happened. Five-star recruit uh, flipped from Notre Dame to Oregon to Oklahoma in 48 hours. Uh, like, what are we doing? Uh, just It just <laughs> sounds like, it, to me, Notre Dame and Oregon were the winners on that, to me. Uh, but I do want to go to this. There are some big bowl games. Texas and Washington will lock horns on Thursday. Oklahoma and Florida State be fascinating i think quietly this year uh, the florida state staff will be under some real scrutiny now that coach prime is up at power five and the florida state officials can look across and see okay how does he handle it i think that'll be interesting i want to get you guys quick take on what i think the best quarterback matchup of the whole bowl season will be drake may versus bo Nix, and it'd be right down here down the street i'll go to it tomorrow North Carolina's playing Oregon in the Holiday Bowl. Clint, what are you looking forward to seeing in this bowl game and how big a deal is it? And and you probably got a minute and Trevor's probably got a minute. Well, no, no, look, I I think I think it's it's a huge game. I if 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 I've got to pick it, I like I like Bo Nix in this ball game. Bo Nix has got a defense. Um and both both got both quarterbacks lost their offensive coordinator. Bo Nix has a defense. <laughs> Um, North Carolina doesn't. And so when I when I look at who I like, um, I, I like Oregon and I like Bo Nix in this matchup. I like Drake May, obviously, as as the better quarterback in this situation. But I think again, North Carolina is a middle of the pack school. And I watched them in the ACC championship game against Clemson. They were completely outmanned. And Drake May, Drake May had no chance at all. And so when I look at this Oregon game, it's prob from a matchup perspective. I think North Carolina is going to be outmatched, and and I think Drake May is going to going to have some major major problems because of that. So I like Bo Nix and Oregon in this ball game. Trevor, I think Oregon is right now a, a maybe a two touchdown favorite or somewhere close to there. And I agree with you, Clint. It's um, not very similar playing fields here. Um, Oregon's Oregon's a, a much more talented team and should win the football game. That said. I want to see Drake May spin it around. I want to see Drake May run it around. Drake May is the leading rusher for the Tar Heels on the year. Uh, he's got 653 yards on the ground, which leads the team. So he can do it both. We've talked about him. We've raved about him. Um, I want to see him have a fantastic game and make this a real tight one going into the fourth quarter. A lot of points scored on both sides. Uh, outside of the playoff, this is the game that I am most excited to watch. 
because of the QB play. Well, that QB play has Vegas putting this over under 74 and a half points highest in the bowl season this year. And you guys are right. Oregon, 14 and a half point favorite. We will see tomorrow. We will see you on Thursday. Field of 12 after dark. Clint Sterner, Trevor Knight, Trevor Valise, Dagan Hughes, George Whitfield. We will see you next week. We're out.